0: for listening to the Easy Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, you know the drill. You put in a deposit, you can get up to $1000 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right, now joined by Mr. William Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. We're going to talk a lot of Arizona football here. Arizona wins 38 to 20 against SDSU. William, it's been about 48 hours and I will say that I'm not any less impressed by what we were talking about Saturday.
1: No, I mean, obviously you have to temper expectations because we just don't know how good or bad San Diego State is. But a win's a win, and that's a legit road win against a team that has been good to very good the last four or five years. And you match your win total from last year, but this time there's no little asterisk with the COVID uh, situation. Um, You know, we may look back, and San Diego State may be a four or five win team, and it's a little less impressive. But... It's hard to win on the road. It's hard to win, especially in your first game on the road. You've seen Arizona struggle before, Um, and yeah, you didn't get a tune-up game. You didn't get an FBS or an FCS team. You didn't get, uh, you know, this isn't San Jose State. No offense, or one of those. You know, this was the you know the class of the Mountain West last few years, and Arizona, you know, smoked them.
0: All right. We're going to, we're going to talk a lot about Jaden Delora in here and rightfully so, but let's talk first of all, at the running back spot here. Um, I had, a I had some real questions going into the season. I thought that Jonah Coleman would eventually be that guy. I had no clue what to expect from DJ Williams, mainly because he's a guy that's been to Auburn. he has been to Florida state hadn't played a ton, but Brad, he looked like a difference maker against San Diego State. He looked like a guy that could not only get in between the tackles, break tackles, get loose. There was a lot to like about that downhill running game between him and, to a lesser extent, Jonah Coleman.
1: Well, you know, I think when you mix the four top running backs and we saw them all get a carry within the first what five or six plays, because I'm going to add, you know, Fam Speedy Luke. I'm going to add uh, Michael Wiley to that mix. You've got a real balance. Coleman pure bruiser, Luke pure speed. The other two somewhere in between. You know, if there is a guy who can get twenty five carries in a variety, it's going to be DJ Williams. He he is more of a power back, mm-hmm. but he can certainly you know make some moves in the uh, open field. He looks like a guy who might have some game breaker speed. You know, I think Wiley is better suited going a little bit outside, being used as a receiver. Um, but he had what? You know, six, seven yards a touch. Yep, six uh, for
0: 31.
1: Almost, well, And I'm talking because he, he had a couple catches too mm-hmm. uh, when you factor that in. But, yeah, at one point he was six yards a carry and then had one little, you know, not so good carry. Uh, you know, I still don't think we know about Speedy Luke. Uh, I think they just wanted to get him out there, get him used to the speed of the game, but they didn't do anything creative with him. So, overall, you know, you've got those four guys. And, uh, frankly, I think if you do have to dip – into your other running backs You're probably okay um, But if there's going to be a guy who's going to have 25 carries for 140 yards It's going to be DJ Williams
0: Yeah, and then wide receiver Let's talk about this a little bit Now I think p- people might be getting a little bit ahead of themselves And Gilbert um, Gilbert Rodriguez right here Said Speedy Luke wasn't able to get much done Which surprised me I think they're still trying to figure out exactly how to use him Because again, he's not really between the tackles guy I think they'll be able to figure, him, figure that one out But that's just a guess um, the wide receiver unit, though. Now, I put out there that um, I thought this was the best, the deepest receiving unit since probably about 98, where you had Jeremy McDaniel, Dennis Northcutt, Brad Brennan, all of those guys. Um, there's nothing I saw that dissuaded me from that. I just want to say, though, that people do need to put some respect on Dennis Northcutt's name because I had a lot of people saying that Jacob Cowing is better than Dennis Northcutt. Dennis Northcutt to me is the best wide receiver in school history. If Jacob Cowing does end up better than him, then that's a really good thing for Jacob Cowing, and that's a really good thing for Arizona football.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's pump the brakes on that one. Dennis Northcutt was uh, not only the best receiver in Arizona history, but played eight nine years in the league, and he played mm-hmm. a while. He was never right. a star. First pick um, in the second round, but Cowing was terrific. Um, I did have some questions about whether his game would translate because he didn't really play a whole lot of good teams at UTEP, uh, UTEP, but he was faster than I thought he was. He's a little shiftier. Um, You know, I know uh, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football was already putting up that he's a guy that NFL people are talking about um he reminds me of a lot of the guys taken in this draft mm-hmm. uh if you look at um sky Moore, who went to the chiefs especially he's that Chiefs under, reference he's that undersized quick receiver um not a tariq hill type but a guy who you know i've seen some uh comparisons to uh the guy with the rams i think he's a little more mm-hmm. athletic mm-hmm. um but it you know that I like, Cooper Cup's maybe the best route runner in the last fifteen years. Right. Um. So again, but I don't think the the comparison's too far off because I think Cup is more athletic than some people give him credit for, and Cowing is a pretty great uh, route runner. So yeah, I think it was a terrific debut. If I've only got a concern with the receiving core, they threw to what four receivers on the opening drive? Right. And only threw the six the entire game, and one of those was Wiley. Right. Um. You know they they didn't they only threw the three wide receivers. Um, they threw a bunch to Cowan, a, a little bit to T-Mac, and, and a couple to Singer. Um, you, you know, I, I, we didn't see, you know, Sim, Simpson got a run, but I think that was it. Uh, you know, we didn't, I don't know if Joyner even played. and If he did, it was sparingly. Right. Uh, we didn't see anything from Kevin Green. So, I like the fact they spread the ball around, but they didn't spread the ball around late in the game. It really and maybe you don't have to when your number one receiver is is open all the time you go to that guy
0: yeah and let's talk dorian singer here for a minute because he's going to probably be overshadowed a little bit this year by T Mac and by jacob cowling but dorian singer is a player he feels very much kind of like that Tommy type player that you know he would get out of phoenix that's probably the equivalent of a low three-star guy he comes in here and by the so- sophomore year you're like Are we looking at somebody that might have NFL talent? He's a If he's your third receiver, that's a nice little room right
1: there. Yeah, his story is bizarre, and I'd really like to delve deeper because he plays in Minneapolis or the Minneapolis area, supposedly has one of those non-committable offers from Texas. Right. But Texas liked him enough to at least recruit him. But then somehow he moves to a better football city in Phoenix and gets lost in the shuffle. Um, you know, and I don't know that does happen. You, you whether it's uh, a high school coach dropping the ball, his family not knowing how the recruiting game works. Um, you know, maybe some there was some transfer credit issue. I don't know. i mean, I'm speculating because I don't understand how one day you have a again even if it's a non-committable offer from Texas to not having any offers. Uh, it's just kind of a bizarre situation. So hopefully, we can figure that out someday. Right, because uh, it just seems like a weird situation. Because he's good enough to be again. He's a looks like he looks like a legit three star guy to me.
0: Yeah, no, he does. Now I'm going to disagree with Ron, Ron here, real quick. Jeremy McDaniel was more physically talented, probably than Dennis. But I don't believe that he was better than Dennis. That's just side note. Again, Dennis to me is the Dennis to me is the gold standard.
1: You know, it'd be interesting if you had uh, McDaniel for four years. What what we would think of him? That's very true. Uh, because you only got two years, and one of those years, uh, you know, it was still breaking in the the new quarterback. So I don't and I don't know. Um, but uh yeah, and Jeremy it, was good. Jeremy could play. He could, you know, and, and you you forget during that era you also had Rodney Williams mm-hmm. uh who played in the league, who I think kind of made Ortiz Jenkins that year, which right. was like throw it deep and hope Rodney could run under yeah. it. Um, Yeah, so they had some spectacular receivers, but again, I think this group. When you look back, again, we haven't even scratched the surface of those two other freshmen, right? Uh, You know, Burnett didn't get a catch uh, or even a target from from what I can remember. Um, You know, we didn't see. I think Lyons had a target, but it was over his head. So I think, yeah, we're gonna still learn a lot about these receivers, but you you had an instant upgrade, you know, when you added T Mac and. you know, cowing and you only really lost Barry Hill as good as Barry Hill was. This is an upgrade.
0: Yeah. Let's talk. now let's talk about Jade and Delora. Cause I think that goes right into, uh, Fernando De La Luz. Great name, by the way. Um, question here would, uh, where would Arizona have been, uh, if this year's Arizona team against San Diego state, meaning that, you know, obviously San Diego state was good last year, they would have a chance. And the reason I believe that Arizona would have more than a chance is Delora, and again, I'm not breaking any news here, but having a quarterback that is as good as Delora, is as efficient as Delora. I mean, Brad, we watched it. He's able to extend plays, he's able to make all the throws. Quarterbacking is, you can't be a mechanical quarterback. Last year's quarterbacks were mechanical. There's nothing mechanical at all about Jaden and Delora, and it looks like he's going to put some points on the board.
1: Yeah, and I don't, again, when you look at this year's team, I don't think they're getting into the hole because of just the mistakes that they made. Also, Arizona did what I thought they had to do. They put pressure on San Diego State's offense to to score, and they just couldn't do it. Right? Um, you know, I thought that was the key to the game. I, I know I said on my podcast, I said on your podcast, if Arizona got a couple early, a couple early scores lead, it didn't matter when it happened. At some point, San Diego State was going to have to try to abandon what they feel comfortable with. Here's the weird thing: they didn't and it didn't work. I mean, you can't you can't go on down 18 on a 5-minute fourth quarter drive where you what they run 11 plays 5 minutes. Right. And they were still only at the 25. Like if right. they were, if they had not fumbled, they're still taking another minute and a half off the clock. It was just bizarre play calling. I mean, I know they had the backup quarterback out there, but at some point that you know they, they I don't know what they were doing. Um, you know, I know there's been criticism of Brady Hoke. I thought maybe he got over that being a 10-win guy, but that was just a bizarre, you know, and Arizona's defense did a did a great job. But yeah, when you look at Delora, you know, his ability to put pressure on the these defenses. Because even plays where he didn't make the play, you know, he threw the long balls. And they weren't always good throws, but they were always safe throws. He threw the one out of bounds. The other one he he underthrew uh to T-Mac. And while some people were were critical of that. If that was indeed done on purpose, which I think it was, it's a ball that's not going to be picked. Right. Either T Mac gets it, you get the penalty. You, know, you you pull a Flacco and get the penalty, or you uh, or it's an incomplete. You know, it's right. not getting picked off. So yeah, I really liked it. Again, would I've liked to see him a little sharper on the deep throws? Yeah, he had the one. Again, he threw it like five yards out of bounds. But again, that's a safer play. The bigger thing did not take a bad sack. Felt the pressure and moved around the pocket. Uh, And, you know, if you look at his pick, yeah, he tried to force it in the coverage. I'm not sure Cowan couldn't have come back to the ball a little better. But even if he doesn't, uh, that was one of those interceptions of aggressiveness, which you will take every once in a while. As opposed to uh, an interception based upon just not being able to read the defense. And
0: we've got some breaking news, reader. We're going to talk about Jaden Delora and Jalen Harris, both named Pac-12 Players of the Year or Players of the Year, Players of the Week on offense and defense, very deserved. We're going to get to that in a minute. A reminder on every away game, come check out Tap and Bottle, uh, Tap and Bottle downtown. Great people down there. You can uh, you can even hang out with me. We're going to be watching all the games. Great TV setup. Great beers on tap. Come check it out. Tap and bottle downtown. Um, Scott and Rebecca, great peep, great peeps. That's the place that you want to be for the away football games. Will be that will be posted up there every single away game. Okay. Um the I knew look-
1: about Delara. I did not know about uh Jalen. And that's to me, that is a little surprising. No, no offense. I mm-hmm. I, I know uh Jalen's family likes to pay attention. Frankly, if I was going to give it to a wildcat, I might have gone Jerry Roberts just because the amount of sa- uh, tackles that guy would have 12 tackles. 12 six tackles right. Hey, mm-hmm. Harris was very good.
0: Right. Um,
1: but I actually thought early in the game he was a little overshadowed by Eccles till Eccles went out. Right. Um, but if you look at it, uh, you know, w- we always look at defensive ends just in terms of sacks and pressures. Let's not forget, how many big runs did they get around the end? Not many. And that's a lot on Jalen Harris. So Good for Jalen Harris. Um, But again, I think to me, the guy who really stood out to me early with Eccles late was Roberts, but Jalen certainly had a, a fantastic football game as well. Right,
0: the offensive line, we got to give a lot of kudos to as well. How many times, and we talked about this uh, in the post game, and we talked about this on—I uh, talked about this yesterday. How many times has a team been able to push Arizona around, essentially, and uh, clock a game out by just running the ball down their throat? Arizona then took that script, flipped it, and said that we're going to run the ball right at you. And they were able to put that game away in that fourth quarter by just running the ball, Brad. And that is when you know that you're a superior football team. It was impressive to watch.
1: Well, they opened good enough holes all day. Right. Um, As, you know, Arizona didn't break off the huge run, but rarely were their running backs met in the backfield. Right. Um, In fact, maybe the worst run of the day was that weird third down run. Because uh, it just re—I I got the game on, on on the side just so I could look over and reference mm-hmm. uh, the play where they called called him and they moved the ball back a half yard too far,
0: right? Uh, but yes. other than
1: that, I mean, routinely getting two or three yards before contact, and that was key. You know, they kept Delora healthy, and I'll tell you, one of the most promising things again, the front seven for San Diego State is young, mm-hmm. but they're big and talented. Yes, uh, and Arizona pushed them around. Uh, but then, even when uh, uh, the the freshman went out and Longy had to come in, he was fine. I didn't. You didn't really notice it. I didn't notice. Uh, was it Savanier got hurt? Mm-hmm. And then I certainly didn't notice Longy was in there until I. Though they showed a close up of the until line. they showed a picture, right? And I'm like, oh wait, Longy's in there, and apparently he had been in there for for ten or fifteen plays. So that is key because while I don't, I think there's an offensive line. I thought they might be okay. But they don't have any depth, and Longy is a guy who is critical for their depth because he is listed as the number two at both right uh, guard and right tackle.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Now, defensively then, and again, actually, before we get to the defensive side of the ball, have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX? Absolutely. Okay. Here's the deal. You put down the deposit, you get up to a thousand in free place. That's simple, that easy. Brad Allen, you got to be a new customer though. 21 and up, Arizona only. You got a gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. I was telling everybody to back the A to take Arizona this week. Arizona not only won. Arizona, uh, they, uh, they more than uh, they dominated and they covered the over as well. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, everybody, a uh, blind, uh, uh, I almost said a blind pig finds a squirrel. Um, A blind squirrel finds a nut. Um, That's the case. Go against me. Arizona, Mississippi State, we're going to be breaking that down. That line's already up to nine. A lot of heavy money coming in, obviously, on Mississippi State. We'll be talking about that. But the most important thing is to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, let's talk the D-line because – Again, for the longest time, the defensive line has felt like it was an. I- it's always been an issue for Arizona he, under Rich Rod. Basically, the last time it wasn't was under Sto- uh, under Stoops. Even but, Stoops
1: had trouble filling some of those spots too. True, but
0: at least he had some teams though where you looked at and you had Elmore, you had Reed, you had Mitchell. Uh, Rich Rod had none of that, obviously. Um,
1: Parker Zellers, 240 yeah, Parker, forty pounds,
0: and we love Parker Zellers, but that proved two hundred
1: and forty pounds. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, that's that's again that's the problem. So, but Arizona right now has a defensive front that was able to get after the quarterback. We talked to Jalen Harris is, I'm just happy for Jalen Harris because he's going to be a, you know, he comes from a great family. He's a great kid. Everybody was kind of waiting for him to emerge. He got the sack, the tackle for loss, eight plus tackles, Hunter Eccles early in the game before he left was a monster off the edge. We already know what Bars and Shan can do. The defensive line is solid, William.
1: Yeah. You know, when you mix in, uh, was it Deuce? Uh, mm-hmm. Deuce Davis. Good, had some good reps after uh, Eccles went out. Um, they brought in Savella, not Savanea, mm-hmm. uh who we thought would be the starter. When, Hold on, dogs. We are, are dog things?
0: friendly on this show. We have no problems with dogs barking. As the a little, matter of uh, fact,
1: one of the little puppies is trying to get the big dog. to play. But Savea came in, gave him depth there in the uh, line. And, and yeah, they at least have six or seven guys who look very capable.
0: Yes. Now, Hunter, by all accounts, it seems like Hunter Eccles is going to be good to go. Um, again, we'll we'll find out about that. But now let's talk about the linebacking and then we're going to talk a little bit about Mississippi State and where our wins uh, losses come from. Uh, Jerry Roberts, um, he was kind of my, outs- my dark horse pick for an all-conference player for Arizona if, uh, you know, if, if it didn't work out or excuse me, if uh, um, Arizona was to be good. And Jerry Roberts was absolutely fantastic. He was all over the field. As a matter of fact, you can say everybody up the middle right there was really good. From Jerry Roberts, Colby Cage had uh, um, some plays um, off the interior where you know, he missed a sack. Jackson Turner, Christian Young in the middle as well, kind of as those hybrid linebackers. Brad, I loved what I saw, to be honest with you.
1: Look, they gave up one long drive that resulted in no points. Uh, their lone offensive touchdown Came off of a fumble. Uh, mm-hmm. They held on a couple big series where they forced them into field goals, and even the touchdown. If you look at it, uh, you know Rutherford was right there. He gave up some. It was Burmeister's one good, great throw. It was a great throw, great catch, good enough coverage. It wasn't great coverage, nobody's good coverage. Um, they're going to be tested this week because it's going to be a different ballgame. But yeah, I like what I saw. Uh, You know, I thought Roberts could be good. I think he was great. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of, in the back of my head, apology. I know his dad is a fan of the show. I saw the baby Ray Lewis. I'm like, eh, well, if you keep playing like he
0: did. You put up those numbers, coach, and we're in.
1: You can call him whatever you want. right? Um, Yeah, so I thought they were, yeah, I thought they were very good. I don't think, again, any complaint that I have about the defense, I'm nitpicking individual plays. You know, there's a play where Jackson Turner went for the kill shot. Instead of the safe tackle, he bounced off the guy. A couple times I thought they tackled high. Um, that's about it. I mean, I, right. I, again, same thing on offense. All my criticism for the most part is going to be individual plays, not something that happened over and over and over. And that's key for this. Because last year you could say, yeah, they couldn't contain the edge. Or they couldn't, you know, give the quarterback time. Or the quarterbacks were bad. Anything I talk about this time, you know, DeLara missed an open wheel route to, to DJ Williams, which, you know, maybe the safety was cheating over. To me, it looked like he was a wide-open touchdown. He threw the underneath pass to Cowling, who couldn't grab it because it was off, and they settled for the field goal. That's not play calling. That's not indicative of the entire team. That's one play. So, yeah, that's, I think, the beauty of this game. All the negatives... Our individual plays, individual decisions. Not, and that's
0: key, right?
1: Not an indictment of an entire position or coach or uh, depth or, or anything like that. It's again just being nitpicky, so we have something to talk about that doesn't sound like a pep rally.
0: All right, now let me tell you about uh, Game Time real quick. A new uh, here's basically the deal. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site and makes it easier than ever to score the best deals. And on the uh, tickets to sports concert and shows, save up to 60% on tickets. When you buy tickets last minute, it's great for your procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by supporting. Buy your tickets through the link in the description. Again, game time, best place to get out there. Fantastic stuff. Okay. Let's talk Mississippi State um going ahead that's the spread started out at seven and a half it's up to nine obviously a lot of people are going to pick mississippi state in this game this to me is different because you always anytime you're playing an sec team the immediate thing people think about is oh you're big on the trenches you're big this and that this is mike leach we like mike leach on this show so it's going to be different this isn't going to be your you know, your LSU, your Georgia, your, you know, your Alabama, which is just gonna look to beat you up. He's gonna look to wing the ball and a lot of short passes, a lot of stuff all over the field, but it's a different matchup and it's a matchup that I think Arizona can hang with. I'm not my prediction will come out Friday, but at the same time, this isn't a game that Arizona can't win, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean this is I think when you look when we look at as good as they they looked really good this weekend. They did. Uh, I know the score looks like it was close it was 35 to three at one point right um and then they kind of you know as again bring in some backups you, know, you don't go as hard at the quarterback and uh, Mississippi or Memphis they got some uh, garbage points uh, but here's what the thing I think they're gonna finish in the bottom half of the SEC which means they'll probably still have a tournament berth if there were 12 teams um but they have SEC athleticism right yeah, or as good for sure, as San no Diego State is, San Diego State has Mountain West talent, which is probably comparable. Top end Mountain West talent which is probably comparable to bottom end Pac-12 talent. Um, you know they've got some athletes, they got a lot of size, but this is a different animal when it comes to athleticism. Now I will say right. this: Leach's teams are built different. Uh, Leach's teams are not Alabama good. They're not LSU good. They're probably not even Florida good um but they are going to be athletes at every position athletes some of those Arizona has not seen um so yeah so this is a huge test i think the bigger test is a week after playing a team that just tried to run the ball you know sending a state through 16 passes if it's a long enough drive mississippi state could throw 16 passes on the first drive right um so this is going to be a completely different challenge for this defense. I mean, the young corners for Arizona were not tested. No. Um, I'm not sure. Did Stoops even end up playing? They're going to need him. And it's going to be now the pass rush is going to be challenged because I think it's Will Rogers. The corner. Mm-hmm. great name, by the way, doesn't hang on to the football long. That's right. the Each system Burmeister hang hung on to the football too long. Uh, the other kid did a little bit too. So that's where the challenge is going to come for Arizona. So it's going to be a completely different uh, animal. It's almost, as what's bizarre is they're going to have an almost identical defense to the Aztecs, Right. this is almost the antithesis of the San Diego State offense.
0: I think that's exactly right. Now, like you said, what's going to be fascinating, though, is Arizona's going to have to play a lot of corners in this game. Uh, Christian Roland Wallace, he's obviously, he's established. I th- don't think anybody's got a problem with him. I never feel good when Isaiah Rutherford's, you know, out there, he was, if anybody was picked on, you could tell that San Diego state when he was in the game decided that that's who they wanted to go to. Then you got some other guys, you got Ephesians Pricehawk, you've got Takario Davis. Those are some youngsters right there. So Arizona, this is going to be kind of baptism by fire for some of those defensive backs and Arizona's going to have to be able to get to Mississippi state.
1: They're at least going to have to force the ball out of their hand or I don't know because of the system, They're not going to take a lot of sacks because you're only going to have that two to three seconds to get to the quarterback. But when you get there, you need to make them pay legally. You need to get your hands up. You need to bat passes. And, yeah, you just can't give them a lot of yards after the catch, which they have something like 250 yards after the catch against Memphis. So that's a key for Arizona is if they do make the catch, wrap up tackle.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of what you got to be able to do, right there. You can't let them get the yard, the Jacob Cowling yards after the catch, William.
1: Absolutely. And then again, as good as they look, the one game, the one thing I I think you can say about Mike Leach is his teams are always inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Um, They can look like world beaters one week and get blown out the next. Like I said, I think the last time he was in in Arizona Stadium, they got drilled. I think it was one of the Khalil Tate games. Um, You know, it's going to be played at eleven o'clock in Stark Vegas. It's going to be, you know, I don't know what the weather is going to be like. looks like there may actually be some, some, some rain that weekend. Um, So yeah, it'll be a very interesting test because SEC teams just don't leave the region. Right. And they're leaving the region to play a weird late night game. I'm almost surprised like somehow the SEC couldn't say, nope, you have to play it at noon. Probably (laughs) didn't want it at noon or, you know, you played at six our time. Right. Uh, So yeah, so I think it's going to be a very interesting test for both teams. Because my guess is we're going to look back. Memphis not going to be a very good football team. San Diego State is going to be a pretty average football team. So let's see how two teams who, in reality, probably should be in the same kind of rank in their conference—you know, better than mm-hmm. the bottom but not quite at the top at the elite—and how do they rank? And you know, if you if you saw uh, the Pac-12 versus the SEC, Utah acquitted itself well, and uh, I think Oregon's still trying to figure out what time the game starts.
0: All right, now let's look at the season wins, losses, what we're looking at before we sign off. But Native Cat, um, do we have a ticket sold count? I believe the last I saw it was over $40,000. Um, it would be great if Arizona could sell that thing out right there. Um, you've certainly done the part. Now, somebody else brought up, too, that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, that if the uh, bet of over one and a half in-conference wins is still there, you might want to take it. I agree. I think Arizona is going to surprise some people this year. I think that it's easy to recalibrate some expectations, which we're going to uh, go with here in a second. But again, uh, if you like Arizona, if you're back in the A, go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, take Arizona with, uh, take Arizona with the points, or take Arizona money line if you're feeling really frisky. But again, 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. A lot of people in there, back in the eight to the five and zero record, hop in there again. DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. All right, William. After this game, I think it's fair to look at Arizona and say, can this team win? You know, again, I know Vegas over under was three. This team should win more than three games, barring injury. And who knows at this point if you beat if you beat Mississippi State, you're probably going to start getting some AP votes right there. That's- they got one this week. They got for, from a Nebraska writer, by the way.
1: Yeah, they got one. So that, that that's something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think the difference is now, yeah, you start wondering who else can they pick off. Right. You know, depending on how good San Diego State is. Because if you look at it, as long as they acquit themselves well this weekend, uh, they should be favored against North Dakota State. Because right. as good as North Dakota State is, and they are an elite uh, FCS it's, program. It's still not a Division
0: One Power Five program.
1: And they don't play them. This isn't right. this. Who is the? They just don't schedule. Look at who is the team that gave Iowa fits. North Dakota or is North, that South Dakota State. South Dakota One State. One of the two. They always play these teams. Northern right. Iowa plays the Iowa schools all the time. Uh, Eastern Washington plays. How? I don't think they have played Arizona. They played basically the rest of the Pac-12. This team doesn't. Um, so, and unless they have a transfer who came from a, a Division One team. They don't have anyone who's played with the last time they played a power five team was 2016. Right. Um, So you look at that, but again, so I, Arizona, they might be favored against Cal. They're at Cal. They'll be favored against Colorado. Colorado's awful. Um, Colorado, they should
0: absolutely be able to beat. I watching that game, I was like, "All right, that should be a win." Cal, you can beat. ASU, you can beat. Wazoo, Washington, Washington
1: State did not look good. They were trailing Iowa for a while, they, or Iowa, Idaho for a while, and they don't have the Cotton kid right. from Mountain View anymore. I mean, this is not a great Idaho. So, you know where it gets again that middle stretch. Oregon, I still don't think Oregon's not as bad as they looked the over other night. But, but they they're also, also
0: not. Uh, they're also not invincible though either.
1: Washington does look improved under their new coach. You know, USC looked very good once they figured it out. Utah's great. UCLA is a question mark, I think. And, you know, that's going to be tough to win there. So you're going to have to pull an upset or two. But you've got enough game. Yeah, if you have took that three, you should be feeling pretty good. Because I think, you know, A, you're one-third of the way there. Two, you should beat Colorado. And then you're just finding one more to, to at least get the push on that one.
0: All right, Kip Bennett. Uh, uh, let's see, Zona uh, Zona Tucson nine three. Love the
1: uh, love it right there. Ten
0: wins this season, five and zero start. Let's make this one happen right here again. Everybody out there, everybody that contributed, can't thank you enough for all this. This is going to be a really, really, really fun football season. Uh, we're going to be back with you obviously in the post game coming up here this Saturday. But Brad, as always, really appreciate you hopping on and everybody out there. Thanks as well.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, great support. And I know uh, one of your your listeners also put my podcast on his list of top Wildcat podcasts. So thank you. I've got another one coming up. Hopefully, it'll be out this afternoon. I just have to edit it. It's been recorded. A lot of it's what Mike and I talked about. But if you want to listen to me gab with my slightly uh, hurt tongue, I bit over the weekend. Uh, join, yeah, take a listen to it. But uh, yeah, it was cool being part of your post game. And seeing the number of people who came out, uh, you're building some good things here, Mike.
0: Yeah, Brad, can't thank you enough, my man. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good. All right, everybody out there, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We will be back with you.